Good evening. Hope you had a wonderful day. Sorry I'm a little bit late. Bedtime took a little bit longer because I agreed to one extra story. So today, first of all, if you'll let me, I'll share a little nachas. And then I'll use that nachas as an analogy for a life lesson that I remember hearing from one of my teachers in Israel about two decades ago. Man, that sounds like a long time ago, which I guess in turn also means I'm getting older. Thank God it's better than the alternative. So the nachas. My three eldest daughters, who all go to the same high school, just had their school production last night. Kind of cool to have three girls in different grades all work together to put on a spectacular original performance. One of my daughters was drama head of the entire play. Another daughter who loves to sing was in the choir. And yet another daughter had a pretty lead role in the performance. Pretty remarkable. That was the nachas. But with that comes one obvious life lesson and one not so obvious. Let's do the obvious one first. It's always important to remember that our goal in life is not to be like the person next to us. We are meant to be unique. And just as my daughters did, we're meant to play our own role in the ever-evolving play of life. In fact, the Talmud teaches that just as no two faces are exactly alike, likewise no two opinions are. We all look different, and that should tell us that it's okay to also think and be different. Sure, there are doppelgangers, but when you look closely enough, there's always a difference. Sometimes more drastic, sometimes more subtle, but always a difference. Although we're all human and have many of the same body parts, we all look different. There is a general principle in Judaism that everything in the physical world has a counterpart in the spiritual world. And with that in mind, we can understand that while just as we share the same core body parts, we are also meant to share the same core Jewish values. However, in no way does that mean we are supposed to be clones of each other Jewishly. We're all meant to find our own unique voice and expression in how we use and live those values. So that's lesson number one. Play your own unique roles in life and with your Judaism. The second lesson, which I remember being taught by one of my teachers many Rosh Chodeshes ago, was that we are all here to play our part and to teach the world a specific message or achieve a certain goal, and our sages teach us that everyone will in fact achieve that goal in their lifetime. However, he went on to ask, Okay, I get it. We all have defined purposes based on our own personal life circumstances, skill set, and toolkits. But on the flip side, we also have free choice on how to use that toolkit. So how can it be guaranteed that we will achieve our mission? He then went on to explain something which continued to mold my decisions to this very day. In a play, we basically have two types of characters. They're the good guys and the bad guys. Both are needed for the story to unfold. Both are essential to the plot. So too in life, there are the heroes, the tzaddikim, and the villains, the rishayim. But no one is born a hero or a villain. We're simply given the tools to achieve a mission, and then it's up to us to choose which character we want to play, good or bad. The same tools and life situation can be used for each, but we decide how we're going to use them, and that will define whether we complete the mission as a hero or a villain. But the mission will be complete either way. For example, I could have been brought down into this world to teach people how to be a good parent. Let's just assume that's true. After all, God knew I would be interacting with lots of wonderful people. So he figured, yep, Rafi, he'll help me with that part of the mission of the world, teaching people how to be good parents. So how will I use my tools to do that? Does that mean I'll be a great parent? Well, not necessarily. It's my choice. On one hand, I may use them to be an amazing parent and people might watch my parenting style and walk away saying, wow, what a great Abba, I should be more like that. Or I could actually be a terrible parent. 
and people could see me doing a horrible job and quietly say to their spouse after seeing me, honey, remind me, we are never going to be like that. Either way, my mission gets fulfilled. People learn what, what and how they want to parent. But it's up to me to decide whether I will be the hero or the anti-hero in teaching it. We even see this in this week's Parsha, Torah portion. Pyro is credited by our sages with helping to teach the world the fact that God really runs the world. But he had a choice. Had Moshe gone up to him and said, let my people go, and he would have been humble enough to say, I get it, your God's pretty much all good and all powerful, sure. He would have sent shockwaves throughout Egypt and the world with his response, and everyone would have gotten the clear message that Hashem runs the world. However, Paro chose to say, no, 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 I will not let them go, leading God to say, okay, so if that's how you want to play, listen, I'll get my way anyhow, and you will be the one to help me teach the world how powerful I am through your very refusal. Either way, his mission gets fulfilled, but in one scenario, Paro's the hero king, in the other, he's the villain. It was his choice. We all have the opportunity to make this choice every day. Every day we should be asking ourselves, are we playing the hero on the day stage or, God forbid, the other role? As Shakespeare wrote, all the world's a stage and all the men and women are merely players. So be the best player you can be and be the hero. On that note, let the show go on and I'll see you tomorrow. Good night.